One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. I'm Mark Butcher and welcome to the following on podcast. The TalkSport team are with you every day of the South Africa series. We will have exclusive player content, highlights from the action and the views of myself, Stephen Harmison, Darren Goff, Matt Pryor and Alex Tudor throughout. Subscribe and review on Acast, iTunes or Spotify and thanks for listening. Brilliant performance from England once again. Uh, they stretched themselves right to the limit. Uh, the, the bowling attack with the, with the five seamers in it had to do plenty of work because at times the pitch looked very, very flat here today. Uh, they ignited themselves a little bit by getting into a bit of a tussle, a bit of a verbal war with the South African captain, Faf de Plessis. Uh, and that sort of sparked England off and also meant that Faf de Plessis and Rassi van der Dussen, who was two away from a maiden Test match 100, lost a bit of concentration. They lost their wickets before the tea break. And then after that, England came out and mopped things up. I think it's probably worth uh, Matt and, uh, and Goffey just to, just to remind everybody of, of the scores in this series. So first Test match, Supersport Park. Um, the the Lurgy test, as it will probably forever be remembered, uh, England lost by 107 runs. And then uh, we went to Cape Town, where they won by 191 with just those eight overs left <coughs> at the end of the day after a stunning test match, a great spectacle under Table Mountain. Uh, then they went to uh, Port, uh, Port Elizabeth, um, where they won by... Uh, no, sorry, I've got that completely and utterly wrong. They won by 191 runs. Today it was 189 runs in Cape Town with eight wickets, eight overs to go. Uh, then an innings and 53 runs at Port Elizabeth. Uh, and, of course, the, uh, the uh, win today by 191. It's a stunning turnaround. Um, it's, a, it's a series whereby the South Africans statistically um, won, the, won the day. You know, Nokia, the leading wicket-taker. Um, de Kock leading run scorer but as a team England had contributions from right the way through the squad I think that's been the biggest difference uh, Butch I really do I think this South African side at times have been very very weak they've not shown enough fight I think this last couple of days here they've really really tried to dig in they came back well yesterday with a ball and I think today they've given it a good crack they've realised it was almost impossible to bat out the two days they give it a good crack they got some good players in there, and I said that 
You heard the guys earlier just talking about South Africa. Their bowling attack pretty good, if we're going to be honest. They're going to lose Philander, who's going to get a good send-off in a little while. But they've got Rabada, they've got Ngidi, they've got Nokia, they've got Pretorius who can ball a bit. They've got Meharaj, the spinner. They've got Hendricks, who come in and got five wickets on debut. So they've got some bowlers. They just need to find probably about three or four batsmen in that side, and they're going to be competitive. But what we've seen from this South African side, this test, uh, this series is, but yeah, they get off to a flyer. But overall, they've just not had enough quality in the batting ranks, and that's let them down, Matt. Yeah, it certainly has, and I think that I think it's a valid point that that first test match, England were thwarted by that illness. Their preparation was um, hugely disturbed. They didn't moan about it. They didn't complain about it. They didn't make excuses, which is pretty rare, let's be honest, for a professional sports team or international sports team. They went 1-0 down, but then how they came round and came back into this test series has been absolutely incredible. I think, really, it was the Port Elizabeth test match that really, where the penny really dropped for this team. And, and they, they saw, and I think we all saw, what they're capable of. Ollie Pope coming in, Don Best coming in, young players, Sibley looking very, very strong. Crawley has just got better and better and better every time he's batted in a, in, in a test match. So I think from England's perspective, there is a lot to be very, very excited about. Because I agree with listening to, with, uh, Gary, uh, listening to what Gary, uh, Gareth Batty's just said. They can improve by 15, 20, 25 percent. There's absolutely no doubt about it. It will be a tough challenge in Sri Lanka but they've got it all to play for. Yeah, they'll have to play a different type of cricket from uh, from the one they've played here. They certainly won't be going in with five seamers in that series. The England team have just come out from the dressing room. A lot of the England fans have moved around to the uh, the western side of the ground on the grass bank down here in front of the players' dressing rooms to come and listen to the presentations. Um, ben Stokes has got his back to us at the moment, number 55. I've mentioned on commentary before that he's one of only seven other players, so the, only the eighth player in the history of Test cricket to, uh, to score over 300 runs, take over 10 wickets and take over 10 catches in a series. He has been absolutely immense. I, I, I thought the turnaround or the change round in this series came when Ben Stokes went after Verlin Philander in, in the second test match, the, uh, the, the third innings of the second test match at, uh, at Cape Town. Yeah, and, the, what, and then he took himself off and, and what followed was the Ben Stokes show and then obviously with a heart that Ben Stokes got with a ball in hand, he is, listen, he's, we're talking about him every single game now. He does something special, and that's what he's about. It's whether it's a great catch in the field, whether it's a, a bit of batting that no one else can do in the England team, or when we really need a breakthrough. We're all looking around and waiting for the captain to say to Ben Stoke, try to get Lucian on next over. Because if you look at his stats, he gets people out. Top order batsmen, when they develop a partnership, you call for Ben Stokes, he's got that golden arm, he comes on and takes the wicket. It's been a fantastic performance, realistically, from England. Every player at some point in this series has put in a performance for them. Whether it, even Joe Denley and Josh Butler, they've done something special in the game, and it's been a fantastic all-round performance from this England team. And I think Mark Butcher... Oh. We were just about to get a word. We are going to get a word with Joe Root, who has, understandably, a huge smile on his face. Uh, Joe, that is a quite magnificent uh, Test Series victory. Um, talk us through it, you know, to talk us through the, picking yourselves up from uh, Supersport Park uh, and, and where you feel that the turnaround came. Um, so we stuck very tightly as a group after that, and I think that was a big part of it. I think we, as a team, 
I've worked very hard on the culture, all three teams, and a big part of that is having courage to face things in, in adversity, having respect for the game and sticking together in unity. And I think over the course of this series, we've done that brilliantly. Um, and whenever the culture's strong, do feel like it makes it a lot easier for us as a side to to improve quickly and we've definitely done that throughout this series where as I keep saying we're not the finished article by any means but three three games in a row or in fact the whole series we've taken 20 wickets um, we've got better with the bat and if that can continue and we can keep learning and keep the the hunger to get better as a, as a unit then we'll we'll keep pulling off victories like this. Um, let's start at the top of the order then your, your preferred opening partnership for the series was, would have been Burns um, and Sibley, but obviously uh, Rory had to go home after the, the football injury. Um, but you've, you've made top order runs. I mean, it was a priority of yours, wasn't it, when you teamed up with uh, Chris Silverwood, that there weren't going to be no more 30 for threes, that it was going to be a, you know, a solid foundation. You've got that. How delighted are you with the way that those guys have played? Over the moon, I think, for two very young guys at the start of their careers to come in and play like they have. Foreign conditions, um, three completely different surfaces. They've adapted brilliantly. Three times made 50 plus uh, stands in a row. Uh, it just makes such a difference, and um, you know, a testament to the work that they've put in. They've really come in, uh, taken their opportunities, and and really shown everyone that you know they're very capable of performing at this level. And you mentioned also, sort of going to the other end of the scale. You mentioned taking 20 wickets four times um, with a Kookaburra overseas and in overseas conditions with lots of different bowlers contributing as well. I mean, five for, for Don Best, Mark Wood comes in, takes five. For Joffre took five in the first test match. Easy to forget that. So you've kind of got a lot of weaponry at your disposal now if you put the runs on the board. Yeah, and uh, Goffey will tell you, he was with us in New Zealand. We're working very hard at trying to exploit different conditions, trying to find different methods of, of taking wickets abroad. We're very good in our own conditions. How can we expand our game? And I think over the course of this trip, we've tried different things. They've worked nicely for us. And we've also kept things very simple on occasions as well, and that's worked really well for us. So um, I think the fact that we are looking at how the opposition perform in their own conditions and then trying to better them. Um, and we've managed to do that throughout this trip on occasions, and it's and it's really worked for us. So, really pleased that um, you know that's been the case, and long may that continue. Looking back at today specifically, there was a you know they gave you a hard workout out there. It was tough, hot, hot conditions. Um, there was a little bit of a spark, wasn't there, just before the tea break? Can you let us know what happened out there? Yeah, look, you expect South Africa to, to put up a fight. They're a, a very proud nation with some talented players, and that's exactly what happened. Um, ball got very soft very quickly uh, it didn't really do as much as we expected it to but it was about a couple of guys showing big heart and, and trying to ex extract something from the wicket and the two northern lads from Durham stood up and they did exactly that they made things happen and that's exactly what we need more of when we're abroad when it is flat when it's not going our way people to stand up take the, the game by the scruff of the neck and, and bring it back in our favour and they were two massive wickets at a really crucial stage so really really pleasing to for us to actually you know, not just a skill-based thing, but almost a, an effort thing. Other guys around to, to see that and say, right, this is sometimes what it takes. It's, it's a bit more than just ability. It's about showing as much heart as you can and, and playing with, you know, immense courage. It was a. It appeared you talk about the sort of the squad and, and the way that everybody sort of stuck together. That, that to me almost seemed the, the thing that got you the two wickets as well. It was kind of the the the, the eleven hunted as a pack out there. You wore the wore the two batsmen down mentally, and they made mistakes. Yeah, and there was a there was a little bit of a, I suppose an exchange if you like in the middle, and um, I think for for a 21 year old to see senior players cover his back, I think it's a massive statement, and 
you know, the rest of the guys got around him and we, we, we created an opportunity and took it and, and, and that really did change the game. So I'm not saying anything bad happened out there, but you know, it was, it was really pleasing that, as I say, we stuck together as a unit and um, we, we took the opportunity when it came. Quick word on, on Vernon Philander. He's done now and another great one goes off into the distance. Yeah, he had a, he's had a fabulous test career. I mean, you look at his numbers and what he's achieved in 60-odd games, it's, it's quite phenomenal, really. So I'm sure that Somerset will be licking the lips at them potentially getting uh, some returns similar, but um, it'll be a big loss to this team, to South African cricket, and um, I wish him all the very best moving forward. Great stuff, Joe. Very, very well, Captain. Brilliant. Terrific series, terrific performance. Um, uh, quite rightly, Joe, uh, Joe Root not sort of pointing out or, or Mark Wood getting a huge ovation. He's just been named as the uh, man of the match and I think that's probably only, only right and fair, isn't it, for him to have taken nine for 100 um, in only his, uh, what was it, his third test match since, well, his third test match from February, um, only in his second uh, in this series. Uh, he literally bowled at 100% every single ball, Darren Goff. For someone that was a doubt before the game started, and I think if uh, Archer would have been uh, past fit, I think Wood would have missed out. I really do. And I think the way he has bowled this test match with a sore body shows how important he is. Now, he's gold dust. Now, if this means he's only going to be available to play two tests in a winter tour, so what? We've got Archer, we've got Wood, we've got Ollie Stone coming back from fitness. We've got plenty of pace and we're going to manage them properly and use them properly. And that's what's been good about it. And with us now, we've got the uh, winning coach, Chris Silverwood. Silvers, what, a, what an experience this tour's been for you. It started rock bottom at Supersport Super Park with all the illness. But you come here, you finish here at the Wanderers with a 3-1 series victory. Your first series victory. It is. Uh, I mean, it's been fantastic, as you said. Uh, the guys have been through a lot on the way to uh, obviously this series win. First two weeks were hard work with sickness and everything else, and obviously that defeat in the first test. But to see them pull together, uh, you know, I mean the senior guys and the, the younger ones as well, and see them all perform along the way has been absolutely superb. Out of all these tours, what's pleased you the most? I mean, getting runs on the board or actually the bowling performance? Or is it just you can't separate? It's been top class all the way through. I think it's seen the blueprint come together, to be honest, which sort of incorporates both of what you just mentioned. Uh, the fact that we set out, you know, I mean, back in New Zealand, to say, right, we want to score heavy first inning runs. And then we had to take 20 wickets with a cooker of a ball. I think we've done that. We've learned along the way. We've, we've learned from every lesson that's been put in front of us. Uh, and to see people perform has been amazing. And you hear the cheer for a popular lad. You've got two popular lads there, both from Durham, Mark Wood and Ben Stokes. Mark Wood coming in a little bit of a doubt going into this game but the way he's bowled this game huge huge heart terrific pace that's what you need in your side isn't it it is and he's been absolutely superb I mean there was uh, obviously the morning of the game I think everybody could see that we stood there considering what to do he was desperate to play and uh, we know he's wholehearted and he's gone out there and he showed us exactly why we should pick him uh, I still think we've got to look after him uh, you know what I mean he's, he's up there he's a very valuable asset to us if I can get a couple more you know, get him Joffre and a couple more coming through with that sort of pace uh, we're in a good spot yeah I was going to ask you about that big hairy fast bowler yourself in, in the day um, you know do, do you sort of look at it that you've got Wooden Archer as these great assets is any thought that you might sort of alternate them or, or you know you, obviously you'd love to have them play together but given the sort of fragility particularly of, of Mark um, is it a sort of a case of, of a game by game basis with him? Well it's a little bit yeah uh, but at the same time as I've just said you know, I, mean, I would love to have uh, you know, I mean, two or three of them available and then we, we don't have to play them all the time 
we can rotate them, we can give one of them a day off so they're fresh coming back into the next one. But we've got, I mean, ideally two of them operating in the same time, if not just one of them, but just to have that X factor out there. I mean, we've seen what a difference it's made this test. Uh, for both sides, you know what I mean? Their, their fast bowler bowled really well as well. Um, so, yeah, to have them on the park is great, but we've got to look after them to do that. Now, talk to us about your uh, your under-23s. Yeah. Um, what, a, what a difference they've made to this team. I mean, attitude, learning quickly, it, everything you must have wanted from them. Absolutely. I mean, the two things that I bang on in the dressing room about is attitude and effort. Turn up every day with a good attitude uh, and be willing to put everything out there for us. And you try your hardest. If you do those two, then obviously I've got your back. It's as simple as that. It's all I ask of you. Uh, performances will come and go. But to see the guys go out and see the youngsters step forward. I mean, we've got some great experience in there. Let's not forget that. We've got some really good, you know, strong characters to learn off as well. But to see them put their hands up and do what they've done is fantastic. And it, it shows us we've got a bright future. You know, ben is one of only eight people to ever score over 300 runs, take over 10 wickets and take more than 10 catches in a test series. It's amazing. I mean, everything he does, he leads from the front with. Uh, you know, I mean, to have somebody like Ben in our ranks, you know, I mean, when it comes to training, batting, bowling, you, you watch everything he does. You know, I mean, he's a shining light for all the youngsters out there uh, coming through. To, you know, I mean, what's expected to play international cricket? Uh, I mean, we've worked hard on the slip catch, and have you guys seen on the morning? We we put him through the pace. It's paid off. We've took some fantastic catches. Yeah, it's, uh, it has been a real feature actually. I mean, the only the only blip you had was on that real slow uh, slow pitch at Port Elizabeth. Um, if you could if you could point at a, a turning point for you in the series, do you, do, can you find one? Um, <laughs> I think, I mean, after the test match, we all sat down, we had a chat in the dressing room, and I think what it did do, it galvanised us. And there was a look of determination on everybody's faces, so I wasn't surprised it came out fighting. Uh, the standard of practice from there on in was fantastic. Uh, and I think it was just fun. it was great to have everybody fit and on, I mean, on the training field. I mean, obviously, everybody fit going into a game. Uh, but I think it's just the fact that they all pulled together and went out there and worked together as a team. And I think we could see that the energy that was out there, but the youngsters were, they were everywhere. Um, and I thought, I mean, again, Joe led the side very well as well. Um, a word for a couple of guys who perhaps are not feeling, they'll be feeling great about being part of a, a test series win, but have perhaps not had the, the sort of series that they would have liked. Joss with the gloves at number seven and Joe Denley at number three. Um, what, what are your words for them? How are you, you going to kind of pick them up and make sure that they enjoy the, enjoy the night as much as everybody else? Well, they'll enjoy it because it's it's a you know, it's a squad game. Uh, it's very much a team in that dressing room, and we all understand that. You know, I mean, form comes and goes, but usually the cream will always come back to the top, and they will have their day at some point. We'll keep backing them. Okay. Great stuff. Thanks for talking to us. Thank you, mate. Thanks. Have a good night. Um, the England team now collectively are wandering towards the uh, the advertising, all these sponsors advertising to go and uh, take take uh, receipt of the Basil Dolavira Trophy. Um, it's just fabulous, gents, Matt Pryor, to just see all the, these young lads here. I mean, I, I'm trying to think back to my first sort of series win overseas, and it was, well, I was I was very, very old and hairy by the time that game in 2004 <laughs> in the West Indies. Um, they were they were few and far between. That, that's an incredible experience, isn't it? It's a money-can't-buy experience for young guys to go, wow, you work hard. It's, it's unbelievably difficult winning overseas, but, boy, it's rewarding. Oh, uh, absolutely, and the other thing is it's addictive. Absolutely, this feeling. This feeling these England players will have still in the outfield, going and collecting the medals. I mean, the medals are relevant, but the, the group together, they'll go into the dressing room tonight. Hopefully they're going to sit in the sheds and have a few beers and talk, tell some stories about the, not just the good times, but the bad times, the tough times. Remember when everyone was ill and thrown up and all of this kind of stuff? <laughs> oh, it all comes back up, doesn't it? And it's, and it's that unity, I think, that Chris Silverwood's talking about, the shared hardship that gives you this moment now. 
that you can absolutely, and, and they've got to enjoy it 100%. Yep, and I, I bet you they will. Um, i tell you what, we're going to enjoy this because uh, Ben Stokes has just wandered over to come and have a word. He's got a big grin on his face and no wonder. Ben, um, magnificently played. That's a terrific series for you personally. Um, yeah, um, you know, it's just what I try and do. Always, uh, you know, try and contribute. You know, I always say in the past that uh, <laughs> um, the best thing about being around is that you can influence the game, you know, in all four innings. And um, yeah, that's just what I try and, try and do. Well, you certainly did. I mean, the, the the spells at times today looked like you were like you were running on running on empty, and then all of a sudden you'd find a, another burst of energy. Um, how, how's the knee? How's the body? Uh, yeah, I've seemed to take me about an over or two now to get everything going. Um, but yeah, I, the wicket today actually was. Well, I personally felt that that back of the length was where everything was happening from. Um, you know, sort of towards yesterday as well, anything that was a little bit fuller seemed to be easier to play. So uh, I quite enjoy running and bowling like that and just trying to hit the wicket as hard as I can and it seemed to be responsive to that. It certainly was. Um, you, you sort of managed to bully the ball out of the out of the pitch with a bit of brute strength. Um, what about the batting? I mean, I, for me, the, the turning point of the, the Test Series came with your decision just to completely flay them on, on the fourth day at Cape Town. Um, you basically have free reign to, to, to play it as you see it by the looks of things. Uh, yeah, well, it's a lot easier with, um, you know, you look at the the way that our opening play, uh, our opening partnership has played, you know, Zach Crawley and um, and Dom Sibley, you know, they've really set up the foundation for our middle order to be able to go out there and do that. Um, but when you're so far ahead of the game in, in a third innings, uh, there's sort of nothing to lose, you know. In periods like that in games, I feel like there's no point really going out for... 40 minutes and being on, I don't know, 15, uh, trying to make the game progress in our favour and, and make you know the bowling side have to think differently about what they're trying to do. Must be uh, great for you. You've played a, a lot of cricket now. Must be great for you to have a couple of test matches where, where the team has had big runs on the board. It makes a huge difference to a bowling attack, doesn't it? Yeah, well, that's the blueprint that we've been on about for uh, some time is, you know, when we win the toss and bat first, 400 is, is the catalyst of what we want to be doing because... You know, you get 400 in the first inning of a test match, it just looks like a, a mountain to climb for the team back in second. And um, we've managed to do that in the last test and we've controlled pretty well the last two test matches because we've been able to do that. So, um, And it's great that two young lads are the, the reason that we've had those starts. Um, Zach Crawley and, and Dob Sibley have been absolutely brilliant in these last two test matches. Everything uh, OK? Any news from the old man at home? Is he, is he good? Is he well? Uh, yeah, no, he's good. Um, fingers crossed the news are that he's, he's flying home on the 29th. So, uh, yeah, that's a bit of weight off the shoulders. Terrific stuff, mate. You played magnificently. Um, one of only eight people, over 300 runs, over 10 wickets, over 10 catches in a series. And Sobers did it three of those times. So uh, you're in good company, my friend. Very good company. Thanks for talking to us, Ben. Have a, have a great celebration this afternoon. You certainly deserved it. Thanks, bud. Great stuff, great stuff. Ben Stokes there, ladies and gentlemen. Well, we're kind of getting towards the, uh, the end of things out here now. We've heard, from, uh, we've heard from the England captain, the England coach, England's man of the series, uh, Ben Stokes. Um, th there are still one or two awards being given. England players out here uh, giving interviews. Ollie Pope is, uh, is speaking to the press. What a series he's had, by the way. I mean, we kind of mentioned the guys at the top. But Ollie Pope has come along and kind of, we, we all sit there purring when he, when he walks out to, to bat in the middle. There's sort of grizzled old, old professionals looking at each other and going, how's he done that? Oh, well, he, he just looks special, doesn't he? Every now and again, you see a player that comes in and you go, right, they were just born to play test cricket, born to play international cricket. And uh, yeah, he, we're going to see a lot of Ollie Pope and we're going to see a lot of Ollie Pope runs. Yeah, well, I hope so. I mean, they're, they're quite fun to watch as well, aren't they? They're not, they're, <laughs> they he's not going to score many they're ugly straight ones. Straight out the middle of the bat, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> it's for sure. Goffey, 
Well, he looks like the bowler. He looks a fantastic player from the moment he walks to the crease, that cover drive, that flip through mid wicket, which seems a popular shot of his. I think he's going to score a lot of runs for England, and I hope he can express himself over the years. He's got an odd series coming up in Sri Lanka, but what a series he's had here in South Africa. Vernon Philander has just joined us. It's an unexpected uh, pleasure here on TalkSport 2. Vernon, um, what an incredible career. Uh, you really have left an indelible mark on, uh, on South African cricket. Now, of course, Somerset all-rounder. Uh, they'll be looking forward to seeing you. First of all, how's the hamstring? Often a bit, yeah. A great tooth here, so probably three weeks. Uh, I'll be back in, obviously, onto the park. So, yeah, bit of a sad one. But uh, yeah, obviously well played to England, you know, they've played pretty, obviously pretty well the series. Um, not the way that you would have liked to have gone out, obviously injury notwithstanding, but after, after the first performance, um, what was it, five maidens and five overs at Centurion, you must have thought, well, I've got a bag full of wickets coming up here from these Englishmen and we're going to win a series. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, we obviously have, a, you know, fairytale start, um, you know, they went back, you know, to the drawing board and, jeez, uh, you know, yeah, they've turned it around pretty, you know, pretty well. Um, in saying that, I think, you know, they've gained momentum at the right stage in this, on this tour and, uh, yeah, I mean, all credit to them. Talk us through some of the, the highlights. What are your fondest memories of, of your of your Test match playing career? Um, you had some terrific tussles with Australia over the years, wins in England, number one side in the world. Where, where would you put your your, your finest and, and happiest memories? Yeah, I think you know we always measure ourselves against the best. Um, I think you know when we played Australia, England, India, those were pretty big tours for me. Um, and personally, you know, I've I've always judged myself you know on those performances. So yeah, I've really enjoyed you know playing the big, obviously you know so yeah the so-called big three. Um, and yeah, I think you know you can only measure yourself against the best. Like you know, like I said, um, in saying that, I think there was two uh, standout test matches for me. It's, it's my debut at Newlands against Australia, and then also the one at Lords, you know, to go number one in the world. So yeah, I think you know, like I said, it's just, you know phenomenal to play the you know the other top three and make sure that you perform against them and and how about sort of the way that you you leave the the test match side um everybody wants to sort of leave things in a better place than where, when they started it's, it's a bit of a, a down moment for south african cricket at the moment but do you see them being able to turn it around is there talent um enough out there to turn things around yeah absolutely i think you know my retirement you know is a, a long you know <laughs> A long plan. Um, it didn't happen overnight. So, look, I'm, I'm still going to be a part of the setup, you know, to make sure that I obviously nurture and and and, and mentor, you know, mentor the younger guys coming through. So, I'm not completely out of it. Um, you know, the other job is always to make sure that you, like you said, you know, to make sure that the team moves forward in, and into a better space. So, a lot of young talent out here, and you know, we just got to make sure that we, you know, send them in the right direction. Okay, great stuff. Wonderful career, Thanks, wonderful player, wonderful bowler, Vernon Philander. Thank you for talking to us here on Talksport too. Um, our legendary assistant producer, Sam Ellard, is in deep conversation with the uh, England media manager, Danny Rubin. Um, I don't know whether that means we're going to get uh, a few more uh, words and a few more interviews from some of the uh, young English players. But what I can tell you is the, the scene here at the Wanderers is an absolute picture. The sun is setting now down behind the, uh, the players' dressing rooms. The, uh, the England fans are just starting to filter their way out and going, uh, grabbing a, an Uber and trying to get themselves a lift back to the hotel. Um, there'll be plenty of celebrations going on in uh, Santon City and various other places tonight. And uh, a lot of the England guys now will be sort of heading back into the dressing room. As Matt Pryor says, they'll uh, sit down in the whites, crack open a beer and start telling stories, war stories about uh, the series that they won 3-1 in South Africa. Can I just say one thing with this England team, this is why it's important, this one, the first one, because you've got Ashley Giles, new director of cricket, right, after they've had a successful World Cup victory. But test matches, test matches is what it's all about. So Ashley Giles taking charge. You've got Chris Silverwood, a new coach, an English coach, who a lot of people were surprised he got the job. You've got Joe Root now who's going to get his own team alongside 
his coach, Chris Silwood. You've got Paul Cullingwood, who's now promoted to an assistant coach. Graham Thorpe, an assistant coach. You've got a new spin coaching called Jeetan Patel. This is important, not just for the players, it's for the backroom staff as well. And this will galvanise, he uses them words a few times, Chris Silwood, it'll galvanise the team. They're a proper, proper team. And he said about the two players who have not been at their best this series, Joe Denley and Josh Butler. They will enjoy tonight because they are a proper team. And that's what Matt played with when they got to number one team in the world. Unfortunately, we never had that real connection. Yeah, we had some good players, but we were in and out all the time. We never had a continuity in selection. But this team can be special. This is the start of it. He's talked about some fast bowlers. They want to get together. You've now got a stable of batsmen who are all pushing for an opening spot in that team. And the young Ollie Pope, it's all rosy for England at this moment in time. Yeah, absolutely. And I think... A lot has been said about Joe Root as a captain, but as a captain, you're only as good as your team. I honestly believe that. You can come up with all the plans you want, but if, you, if your players can't execute it, if your batsmen can't perform under the board, you're always going to struggle. But the other thing that takes the load off the captain is the relationship with the coach. You look at the best England cricket teams we've had. So you go back to the World Cup we've just won. Morgan and Bayless, they had a very, very good relationship. They worked with each other very well. You look at the team... In yesteryear that I played in, Strauss and Flower, they started that era. They, their relationship, again, the two of them led that culture. And I can see the same thing happening here with Root and Silverwood. Great stuff. Well, Yorkie's at the top. It can't go wrong. What could possibly go wrong, Darren Goff? Um, that's about all we've got time for out here at the Wanderers. It's been an absolute pleasure to bring you the four test matches of this uh, South Africa-England uh, series over here in uh, South Africa. Uh, we've been to some beautiful venues. We've had some wonderful weather. We've had some great crowds for test cricket as well. Don't believe that this game is dying, ladies and gentlemen, because we've been royally entertained by an England team that is on its way up. They win here in Johannesburg by 191 runs. They take the Basil Dolavira trophy by three test matches to one. Stick around because we've got some one-day international cricket coming up for you very shortly too. All on TalkSport 2. We're going to enjoy the battle. This will be a battle, and the battle has commenced. Elgar trying to turn it away through mid-wicket, and it's got an outside edge and run away down to third man for four. Peter Milan gets his second boundary. The damn wall has been breached. It's taken an hour, but it's Wokes and Stokes that get rid of Milan. Wokes again. Short ball pulled away by Rassifanadas, and that's a good way to get off the mark. Curran in again. Bowls very, very full. Dean Elgar drives it for four. Reverse sweep comes out from Vanderdas. Boy, heck, he's hit that one. Through a backward point, away for four. This time, Vanderdas coming down the pitch, aiming into the leg side. There's a fielder out there. It's Chris Wokes, and he's watching as it comes down over his head for six. Elgar's giving him a simple return catch, and Elgar's innings is over. Stokes dug it in short. Elgar went on the pull. You'll never escape the geezer with the fluid metal. <laughs> Thanks, Kev. Just opened a fizzy water and just splashed it all over me. Second shower this morning. It's like going away with your little kid. Faf Duplessis whips him through square leg, away for four. And Dustin is playing an off drive that beats Stuart Broad at mid-off and will go away for four. Oh, that is an absolute snort to the second. Faf Duplessis off his feet. He's lying down in the crease, had to jag his head back away so he didn't cop for one in the uh, grill. Love a cloud. Stores all my garbage from my phone. <laughs> where, where is that cloud? My cloud. <laughs> People may be interested in finding some Google footage. Where? Google footage. No, shut up. Footage on Google. <laughs> Squirted away through gully 
and will fly down to the third man boundary for four. A mistake from Faf de Plessis, and that was a catchable height, but uh, alas, there was nobody there. Nudged away, very fine on the leg side, and that'll be four. Melted out of the ground by uh, Prassi Van Dusen. That's his uh, second six of the inning. Belted over, uh, long on for a one-bounce four. That's what England need to do, they need to get in battle. They need to make these bat South African batsmen feel like they're in a battle. Ben Stokes. Ball in! Inside it! Finally, the partnership comes to an end, and it's captain Fafdu Plessis. Driven down the ground by Fenadusson, that's a good shot. He'll get four for that. Oh, Wood to Russell Fenadusson. Drives! He's caught him! He's caught him! He's short mid off! Stuart Braun takes the catch! Really beautiful drive through extra cover from Temba Vuma. Brings the 200 up for South Africa, 201 for four. Vuma is flirting with the ball outside off stump. What a beauty! He's on his backside and he'll get up and see the umpire has not needed to raise the finger. Vuma gets up and walks off and Stuart Broad breaks the partnership. Pretorius on the pull, it's got Miles up in the air. Will he go to find leg? Yes, he will, catch taken. Caught wide, and that's uh, help yourself runs for Vernon Philander. It's got contact, it's caught down the leg side. Mark Wood's got rid of Vernon Philander with the short ball. And he's gone. Mark Wood has done it again. Quentin de Kock has done it again. It's another brain fade. It's another soft dismissal for South Africa's leading run scorer in the series. Puts it along the ground. There's a massive mix-up. It's going to be a run-out. Hendricks is gone. Oh, it's brilliant. It's a knock-in. Like. Got, yeah, I've got ball and bat and glove and spikers, it's there, so um, Joel Stanbale gets you to reverse your decision. Get you on screen. You're on screen now. Joel Wilson taps his shoulders, raises his finger, and England have won the series. The England team looking to go 3-1 up, take the Basil Dolavira trophy and uh, get themselves a nice healthy chunk of uh, Test Championship points. Speaking of a healthy chunk, I've got Darren Goff with me out here in the middle. Goffy, what a day for England yesterday. Well, the healthy chunk, I think it was a brilliant day. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. 
To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 